0: hello hey what's going on man hey rob how are you good how are you
1: i'm doing well thanks so much for coming on to the podcast
0: of course man it's good to reconnect
1: yeah it is, <laughs> it is good so i'll give a little bit of introduction to you and then you can add anything well i'll give an introduction to how we met and then you can give an introduction to yourself and what you're doing Okay. Um, that's how we usually do it so, you- uh, so yeah so rob and i actually came across each other probably a year ago i came across his instagram profile um, through another Instagram profile. And I was like, wow, this guy is doing something really interesting. And I'm not going to say what he does yet, because it's it's pretty, I want him to explain it. Um, but I came across his profile, and I sent him a message and said, like, hey, do you want to come and speak at the entrepreneurship club at my college, which is the college in New Jersey, um, and also get some coffee. So that's what we did. And we've been connected since. And, you know, I've been following his uh, progress in his project. And now he's on the podcast. So yeah, Rob, you could take away, you can introduce yourself and um, everything.
0: Sure. So I'm Rob Lawless from Narstown, Pennsylvania, and I'm currently on a mission to spend one hour one-on-one with 10,000 different people. So I started the project back in November of 2015. Uh, a couple of years after I graduated from Penn State University, I had studied finance at Penn State and minored in entrepreneurship, started my career by doing consulting with Deloitte. Uh, and then went into tech sales and always wanted to do my own thing. So <clears throat> wanting to get back to a place of community that I had at Penn State uh, and also wanted to create my own path. I started this mission uh, and then I took it full time in July of 2016 and I have since met over 3,700 people.
1: Wow. Wow. It's, it's absolutely amazing. So wh- where did he start again? 2013?
0: I started the project November 11th of 2015. 2015. That was the that was the first person that I met. Yeah, so it's almost 5 years now.
1: Okay, awesome. Um so yeah, so I have a few follow-up questions. So first of all, you know, what what kind of made you start this? Like was there uh like an aha moment or, you know, was it something that you've been wanting to do your whole life? Like what what was your kind of drive to do this?
0: Yeah, uh, good question. I think the biggest thing was wanting to get back to that uh like that feeling of familiarity that I felt at Penn state because I was involved in a lot of clubs and activities there. So I had like a really big network of friends. And I think I kind of went from this environment where I was so surrounded by friends and familiar faces into this environment in the real world where it was just like me and a bunch of older people on uh, projects and consulting. And it wasn't really like, you don't really get to know each other. You're just there to kind of do the work. So I missed that, that sense of community. Um, and then also I just never wanted to work 40 years until retirement. Like I'm willing to do work, but I've, I've always kind of wanted to do it for myself and be ambitious for my own path. So the entrepreneurship side of me kicked in and I was like, what could I do that would be interesting to people, but that would also be fulfilling uh, and playing to my strength of meeting people. I was like, why don't I just meet 10,000 of them? So Uh, it kind of started like that. And then it it, uh, also turned into sharing people's stories, giving people a platform to kind of get their voice out uh, and relate to each other's stories. So now that I have like, a, I have an audience of about 37,000 people on Instagram. It's nice to see that when I put people's stories out there, other people are interacting with it, reading it, being impacted by it.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it must be a really fulfilling journey. I think that, that's one thing I also want to ask is that, you know, what, what is more important to you in your opinion? Is it reaching the 10,000 mark or is it, you know, the journey? Because, you, know, you know, as I, I think we spoke about this, I'm an entrepreneur, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working on a, on a few projects and I sometimes think to myself, like, you know, one, once I hit that mark of, you know, success, whether that be an acquisition or, you know, a public offering or something, you know what I mean? Like some success in the startup world is that worth more than the actual journey that I'm experiencing right now? So I'm just wondering, because you in a sense are an entrepreneur in your own right, right? You're doing your own project. You, you I see that, you know, you're, you're, you're making money from it as well. I want to get into that as well. Mm-hmm. If, you know, are wh- which one is more fulfilling in, in your opinion?
0: Oh, it's definitely the journey. I actually think that I will be sad when I hit 10,000, because that means that the journey will be over. Well, it doesn't have to be, I could keep going. Um, but, <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely the journey, like the highs and lows and the ups and downs and uh, feeling like you're earning whatever level of success you get. I think that's a big thing for me. Um, and it, it's exciting. <clears throat> like last week, I did a podcast with Drew Scott of the Property Brothers. And for me, it was cool that someone of that level thought that my project was interesting enough to cover. So that was an exciting step for me along the journey. And yeah, I, I just think that Like when I think back on my life, I think more about how many days do I have that I'm fulfilled and happy. And like the goal or success in my mind is now to maximize that number of days rather than getting to a point where it's like, okay, I've hit this accomplishment. Now I'm happy. The goal for me is like be happy on a daily basis as often as possible. And the thing that makes me happy is progressing towards this really daunting goal that I have for myself. While enjoying every conversation along the way, so I'm sure you feel the same way it's like uh, i i actually think it's probably extremely difficult to get to an accomplishment like down the road if you don't find yourself enjoying the journey if you're not enjoying the journey i don't i don't know if you could be motivated enough to actually get to the end
1: yeah no i mean i, I think I totally agree with that, you know especially when things are not going your way. Um, I, I don't know about you. I mean, I'm sure in the beginning it was definitely difficult, right? Getting, you know, meeting people, uh, getting people to meet you and stuff like that. It was definitely a learning curve. Um, and, you know, just, I think, you know, the same great things take time. Like for me, for example, I'm, I'm working on my startup right now. We're at a really big bump because, you know, development takes time and it's kind of pushing forward and kind of, you know, uh, relishing the journey and kind of saying, like, you know what, just keep on pushing because, you know, you, you never know what you're going to see, you know, the end, end of the tunnel or something like that. Um, so I think I think that's a really good point. And I think I, t- I totally agree with you. So, you know, another question is, like, how, how did you, you know, market yourself? So I, I feel like a lot of people, you know, have a lot of these ideas and these projects ed- for projects or companies and they just don't know where to start. So so where did you start? Did you make your Instagram? Did you just go up to someone random in the street and say, hey, can I can I talk to you? Like, like, what was what was your um, mindset to start it?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. I started emailing and DMing random people uh, on Instagram and just being like, hey, my name is Rob. I have this idea to meet 10,000 people. Would you like to be one of the first 10? And then I would give a little bit of information about myself, like that I went to Penn State, where I was from, what I was doing at the time. Um, And surprisingly, because there was no agenda, a lot of people got back to me and were interested to actually meet. I didn't start the Instagram until after I had met eight people. Like I always knew that I was going to start the Instagram and I took pictures with everyone up to that point. But I didn't start it until I had eight people met because I wanted to make sure that I was committed to it. Uh, And then when I started it with those eight people, someone would like the post or someone would comment or follow. And whenever that happened, whenever anyone engaged with my Instagram, I would reach out to them, tell them about the project and invite them to be part of it. Uh, But I really think it grew through word of mouth. Like I just not only a small, I would only tell the people I invited to be part of, of the project as well as some like close, close people. Um, and I would just tell them about the concept and they were like, Oh, well, you should meet this person. And then I would meet that person and they would say, Oh, I have a couple people. I think it would be interesting for you to meet. So it kind of became this thing that when people met with me, they naturally came prepared with other people. They thought I should meet because they just thought it was a unique concept. So in the beginning, the marketing was me doing those random emails and DMS, but as it grew, I really wasn't marketing myself at all. I was just kind of doing the project and it was marketing itself in a way. Um, And the more people heard about it, then people wanted to write articles about it. People wanted to do like little TV spots on it. So it just grew very organically in that way. And then the word of mouth really took off when I, I was living in Northern Liberties in Philadelphia at the time. So I was about a 10 minute bike ride from Temple University. And I started to meet students there and it spread really quickly on campus uh, as things do in colleges. So it just grew from there. And and then, you know, grew to to bigger levels over the years, which we could get into, but in the beginning, that's essentially how it was done.
1: Yeah, no, it's awesome. And I think that's the kind of model I'm trying to do with the podcast as well, kind of utilizing my network. So, you know, I've utilized you and I've utilized a few other people just to, because my main focus is really just to, I don't have agenda, right? You know, I I think I looked at my metrics today, and I made a dollar from this. It's not a, you know, it's not necessarily about making money. It's just about learning about far from ordinary stories, which I think yours is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know the 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 mission to meet ten thousand people and literally document every single one of them is tremendous, and I think it's very inspiring. And there's a lot of things you can learn from it, um, even if your someone's goal is not to do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's that's awesome. I mean, I think that's. A lot how a lot of companies and a lot of projects get started you just hustle and you just ask and then people just tell people right um so so now my question is how many how many dms do you get because i i know like every single day you have or every at least every day is it every day or every other day you have someone on your instagram that you've spoken to
0: uh every day i try to meet four new people so if everyone holds so every weekday uh if everyone holds, then I'll have four posts every day. Um, But in terms of messages, it ebbs and flows. Like for, for your listeners sake that I do everything virtual now because of the pandemic. So the last like 500 people I've met have been virtual, but the first 3,259 people were all in person. Um, And so at that time, I had bumps where I've gotten, like, a lot of messages. Yes Theory posted uh, an Instagram story about my project once. And within that 24 hours, I got, like, 400 messages. Yeah. Um, And then I did the Kelly Clarkson show, and now this did a a story on my project. Those both aired the same week. I probably got, like, 500 messages around that time. Uh, But a lot of them I would just respond and be like, hey, I would love to meet if I'm ever in your area. Uh, right now I'm in New York City or right now I'm in Los Angeles or Philadelphia. Um, and then when I went virtual, I posted about it. And I think I got 200 messages that day that I posted that I was going virtual. Which well, is yeah, my... around
1: the world, right? Now, now you have everyone around the world.
0: Right, exactly. Um, and since then, my DMs, like in the message request, it says, once it goes past 99, it just says 99 plus. <clears throat> so it was 99 plus from mid march up until like a couple of weeks ago and i just um got down like it was around 70 or so um and then i posted a tiktok uh on tuesday which has been getting a lot of attention like it has over a 100,000 views now and from that tiktok it was basically me, just me saying hey do you want to meet me i'm doing this project where i've met uh i'm trying to meet 10,000 people And it's been really cool. If you want to be part of it, send me a DM. Um, And I've gotten probably like like six, 700 700 messages from that since Tuesday and they're still coming in and like, you know, how TikTok works. Like it's still, the video is still being seen by different people. It's
1: it's, it's It's, trending. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's still incoming. Um, So now the answer is I get a lot of messages, Um, but before it it, it ebbs and flows.
1: Yeah. So, So my, another question I have is that how do you choose, you know, I I mean, I think every single story is, is, is interesting. It's like a book, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You learn some, I think you, you could talk about this as well. You learn something from each person you meet, right? Right. Um, But my question is because you get all this, you know, influx of messages and it's only going to increase. Right. Right. How do you, how do you delegate? Like, how do you do that? Um, Is there like certain stories that you focus on more, uh you know like far from ordinary stories like that's what i try to focus on like i wouldn't go to a random person in the street if they're you know they're just basic but you know you have an interesting story to talk about so how how do you go about that
0: Uh, i think the real answer is i don't know yet Uh, because there's only been a couple times where i've been overwhelmed with this many messages but i guess i i had like the things that i choose to do now are i choose to make sure that the project is diversified so I try to make sure that I'm responding to people of all different races. And, you know, if I see people who are like older, I try to make sure there's age diversity in the project too. So when I have enough messages that I can kind of make sure I'm doing that, I do my best to do that. Um, but beyond that, there's not much to it. Because a lot of the people that reach out to me have private accounts. Uh, a lot of people are just messaging me without saying anything about their story. Um, So from there, it's just kind of random. Like sometimes uh, there was a girl who from this most recent TikTok, she messaged me like four times and I was like, okay, she seems to be pretty pumped about the project. So I'll get back to her. Um, So I don't know. I think it's like a mix of seeing people's enthusiasm, uh, trying to make sure it's diversified. And then sometimes like someone with like a big following will reach out and I'm always curious, like what they're up to, too, because... I think we live in an interesting time now where like a big following doesn't necessarily correlate to having impact. Uh, And I've seen that like with my project, sometimes people with massive followings will post about it and nothing really happens. Um, But when that does correlate to someone doing something really interesting, that piques my interest as well. So those are all kind of things that go through my mind, but I don't have one set way of like this person always is someone I'll Connect with, or I'll never connect with this person. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean that that makes sense. Yeah. Um. And so, so what is, you know, what what do you take from individuals? Are there certain like, you know, from a book, for example, you you sometimes look for certain things. What are what are certain things you look for in an individual when you're talking to them? Not 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 (laughs) individual, right? But like what like talking about. So if if anyone doesn't know, if you go to you know Rob's page which is rob ten k friends rob r o b one zero k friends f r i n d s on instagram you you put a photo a short video now and like a short description right so mm-hmm. so how do you formulate that because you you have a the conversation's an hour correct yes so i have an hour how do you how do you like minimize that into let's say a minute read or even less
0: yeah um well first off my h- handle is rob it's r-o-b-s oh, okay friends yeah but sorry people- about that yeah no worries people confuse that all the time so i just want to make sure in case anyone looks it up but um i i kind of just try to like showcase the arc of people's lives like a lot of times it's because my genuine curiosity for them is where did they come from where are they now where do they want to go with their life Mm -hmm. So a lot of the stories that I write kind of fit that mold. It's like they're originally from this place. They have this many siblings. or This is what they did as a kid that inspired them to study this or to go into this field. And here's what they want to do with it. Um, But sometimes like a story could just be like the story of how they met their significant other. Uh, It's an interesting dynamic because for me, it's more about the experience of meeting that person and less about the story that I write afterwards. But at the same time, I understand that my audience follows me because they want to read the stories of the people that I'm meeting with. Yeah. So I I just try to like, I guess a good way to put it is within that hour, my goal is to get to know that person as best as I can. Um, and then my goal afterwards is to communicate that as clearly as I can to my audience. So one of like the highest forms of praise mm-hmm. that I get is when I see someone, a friend of the person that I met comment on it and be like, Oh, you captured them so perfectly. Uh, and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. That's, that's fun for me. Yeah. But I think like. You
1: paint the right. You paint the, like a vivid picture of who they are.
0: Yeah. And I, as it wasn't something I was conscious of before, in, when starting the project, it came up um, along the way, maybe like a year or two ago. Um, but someone was talking about the Ford method of getting, it's like a framework for getting to know someone. So it stands for family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. And I think like, I ask a lot of questions naturally within that framework. And then I communicate a lot of stories through that framework. Cause it just gives you a good sense of who a person is.
1: No, I mean, that's, that's a great method. And I think, I mean, you know, I try to network as well as, you know, in the business world and stuff like that. And it's kind of hard to sometimes get there, but I I definitely will use that method more and I hope all my listeners do do as well. Um, So another thing is like, how's your memory? Because like, you you know, some people may say like, you you know, meeting 10,000 people, And remembering them, which I hope, you know, that's something I'm sure you you think about. You don't want to forget every individual. How do you do that? Do you take notes or is your Instagram page also for personal use in the sense of like memories, like looking back, you know, once a week at seeing like all these people that, you know, I've met, you know, I will say, yeah, I definitely view my Instagram page
0: as a visual journal of my life and of the project. So it's nice to have that with people. Um, And even from that TikTok, I've had. Uh, some people comment and be like, oh, I was number so-and-so. It's so cool to see you pop up here. And I can go back and look at their story. And I'm like, I remember exactly what we were talking about. Uh, so it's somewhat difficult to remember everything off the bat. So I'm, I'm happy that I have the Instagram there to kind of guide me sometimes. Uh, but I would say that I think my memory is better than average. Like I run into people when we're not in a pandemic. I run into people a lot on the streets all the time in Philadelphia. I've run into people in LA a lot and I've run into people in New York city. Um, so I don't know. I I kind of just like memorization in that moment of the hour, I think comes from a strong use of active listening and really internalizing what people are telling me rather than thinking about other things during our conversation. Um, and then afterwards, I think it's just like having that connection. Like, you you know they're not really a stranger. Uh, but there are times where I've, I've run into people and I couldn't remember their name or what we talked about. But, like, a couple minutes into the conversation, we got back on track. And I think that's one of the cool things about the project is I can't say that I'm going to remember all 10,000 people. Um, and, like, if I was in a room of... 30,000 people that I would be able to pick out which 10,000 were part of my project. Uh, But I do think that I have that sense of connection with people that if we just remind each other uh, that we're not really strangers, like we may not be the best of friends because we haven't seen each other since we met, but we know we're not strangers. Like we have a foundation that we could still build on.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, I personally, I I don't know about you, but I I have a a lot of things going through my head, like in every moment, so sometimes I would like forget something in the first second. Like I want to do something. I want to, let's say, get an apple, but I get a banana. Like I just like, like my mind just not thinking straight sometimes, but then after a few minutes, I kind of clear up. So I kind of understand like that's what you have as well in the sense that, you know, you sometimes have to digest information, which I think is is normal when you're getting so much information from an individual. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been in conversations sometimes that I don't even remember their name in the conversation. I feel so bad. I have to ask them like, you know, what their name is. Um, so, so what are like some interesting stories that you have? Like, you know, you've met almost 4,000 people, right? So, so like, what are some interesting stories? Can you give maybe three interesting individuals that you met? Yeah. Um, And maybe like, just like a little snippet. I met, um, this girl, um,
0: I think her name is pronounced Bojana. She was in Serbia. She was one of the people I met virtually, she was the victim of a mass shooting so she was shot six or seven times at a festival in serbia and she went into a coma for eight days and in that eight days they had to amputate her leg and she had nerve damage in her arm and hand and she's pursuing a degree in computer programming so obviously that completely changed her life um but she was able to to recover and did get her degree and she's such a an upbeat person now and was so willing to talk about her experience which really struck me um and i heard about like she was talking about the moment before she went unconscious she wasn't thinking about what iphone she had or what clothes she had on she was thinking about her family and her loved ones and i think that's such an incredible perspective like hopefully none of us have to go through situations like that to realize the importance of the people who care about us um Mm -hmm. But I heard her story like in the midst of the quarantine, like when it was, when it was all new to all of us and people were struggling with staying indoors and stuff and like people wanted to fight the idea. And I was like to see someone go through something so traumatic and handle it with such poise, it like, at least for me personally, I'm like, okay, I can sit here in, in two bedroom apartment and be inside for a bit. Like my situation pales in comparison to her situation. So. I'm going to handle this with poise. Like she handled hers with poise. Um, And similarly, I met a guy, Chris, he was the 13th person or 1300th person that I met. Uh, He was in living in Romania when he was 16 and he went to New York city to go boating on the Hudson river with some friends and he fell off of the boat, got run over by the, his legs got sucked up into the engines. And he basically like, the muscle was cut away from the bone and stuff. He lost five or six liters of blood. He technically died on the way to the hospital and was brought back to life. And they gave him a twelve percent chance of walking again and a fifteen percent chance of living. And he beat both of those odds. So same thing. Like he helped me understand the difference between a problem and an inconvenience. And I think most of the issues that we are going through in life tend to be inconveniences but people treat them as problems. And so I think when you have those reference points, it, it really it really impacts you. Yeah. Um, and then for like a more uplifting note, like I met a guy in San Diego who he started taking, I think he started taking flying lessons when he was 12 years old. Um, and like in high school, he started to learn how to code. And so rather than going to college, he started his own company um and he sold it in his early 30s for like millions of dollars but in that time like during his teens and 20s he was also building his own airplane so when i met him in san diego he took me up in the airplane that he had built himself and our hour was spent flying over the coast of san diego and that was um like both a cool story and for me like a really cool memory that i don't think i'll ever forget
1: yeah no i mean those stories are really inspiring and i think one thing I take away from that as well, and I, you know, I try to also have these feelings is that, you know, I've seen, I've spoken to some individuals who have, have had hard stories and stuff like that as well. And I think being grateful for what you have is so important. I think that's what you are getting from your, um, your, your, your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's amazing. So, so what are some things that you have changed in your life, right? So you've been doing this for about five years now. Uh, almost 6 years right i don't know when in 2015 you started but mm-hmm. um you know w- w- how have you as an individual changed do you you know <clears> some <throat> things that i'm thinking about right now when i talk to you is that you know it seems like so you don't you don't work a normal job right and we'll get that's the next thing we're going to get into like how you do it financially um you know how how you stay afloat um you know how have you changed as an individual how do you look at the world now versus in 2015
0: yeah, I think I, on a personal basis, I am much more gratitude. Like, yeah. I, I live with my parents right now. And I think like, th- sometimes I, I'm, I'm going to be 30 in January. So in society standards, people are like, oh, 30 living at home, like not cool. But I'm like, I have met people who have lost their parents and who no longer have an opportunity to spend time with them. So I take this opportunity as like, it's awesome that I get to be in their presence and I get to like sit and have small moments with them and just like watch the Eagles game or something like that. Um, And the same goes with my brother and sister and just having them in my life and having a really good group of friends. Like I'm very thankful for all of them and thankful that they're, they're here and that like my family's been able to go through life without health issues. Um, So that that's on a personal basis. I think from a greater perspective, I see people with more depth like I think when you talk to 3700 people for one hour each like it kind of reframes your the way you think about other people in general like I understand that people have backgrounds and they have experiences that have made them into who they are today and I think we all understand that about each other but it's hard for us to practice in everyday moments because we're so tuned into our own story that we don't usually think about the background of other people's stories. So it's just made me treat people with more depth and, um, uh, more empathy, I think to understand like w- what goes into people's lives. Um, and I feel like I had other, other things to, say uh, I think now, especially since March, like I just have a more international view of the world. Like I, I've talked to people in over 60 different countries, um, I've like, I now know that India has 29 states and seven territories and like the North tends to speak Hindi, but like each state has its own language and like, uh, just like the geography of places Places like Belarus and Pakistan and Ecuador, like events that go on there to celebrate their independence. There's just so much that I've soaked up over the last, whatever, how many months it's been since March, um, that- those small bits of knowledge have just changed like my understanding of the world as well.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's awesome. And I, I'm a ba I'm an avid book reader. Um, so I'm, I'm just wondering, and I don't know if you read a lot of books, but you know, everyone has read a book at least. Do, do you enjoy reading a book or do you enjoy talking to a person for an hour? Um, I enjoy both.
0: Like I've become a, a bigger reader this year. I think if I had to choose one, I would definitely choose talking to someone for an hour because I think the beauty of connection is like you're getting that exchange of knowledge in that moment, but at the same time, you're creating a sense of belonging through that connection. It's like that sense of shared vulnerability, like you can feel that connection between you. Uh, And beyond that, you just never know where it's going to go. Like a book might serve you in that you'll remember that piece of knowledge down the road. But you, I just think you never know where a connection is going to go. Like you and I sat for an hour together at a Panera on campus and then I spoke at your club and then, you know, we've reconnected a couple of times since then. So we couldn't have predicted that when we sat down at that time that we'd be talking on the phone today. Uh, but I like that that's the, like how connections can go. Like it just opens up the door um, to places that you never know.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's an amazing thing to, 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 to do. Um, So my other question is what are, so I went, I want to go back to the questions when you talk to them. Um, Are there any consistent questions that you ask them? I know you talked about Ford, right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, are there any questions that you ask? Like I asked, for example, in the podcast, um, you know, what books do you like to read? or, Or, you know, can you give me any advice to help me? What, what do you have that may be a little bit similar to that kind of question?
0: I think more and more my favorite question to ask is
1: I ask people, if your identity
0: was a pie chart, what would the categories of that pie chart be and what would the percentages be? Mm. Uh, And the reason I like asking that is because it's so easy to like talk about work or school or, or some topics about our lives are just easier to talk about than others because we're more used to it. Yeah. And so you might meet that person and walk away with an incorrect idea of how they see themselves because you just never uncovered other parts of them. So when I ask people that question, like if we were talking about work the whole time, um, they might be like, oh, well, work is just 30% of my pie chart. And then I'm like, sweet, now I have 70% of your pie chart to get to know like what actually rounds you out as a person and people will talk about their faith or they'll talk about their family or they'll talk about like a uh, volunteer stuff that they do or, um, or like a, an instrument that they play. Yeah. So I think that that is probably my favorite question because it gives you context. It helps you contextualize who you're talking to and get a fuller eye picture, fuller picture of
1: who they actually are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's a, that's a good thing to ask. I mean, I, that's a good question I will start asking you as well. So now let's go into a little bit about your lifestyle. So you said, you know you're 30 and you're living at home which i think is awesome i don't have anything against that (laughs) thank you i think you know anyone who says you know that's weird is just not happy just you know everyone has their own opinion that's what i say everyone should live their own life and should not you know be judgmental or push their beliefs on anyone else um so kudos to you for doing that um so how how do you go about because i think a lot of people who would be listening to this is like oh wow like i want to do this like this sounds awesome like meeting people right meeting people for a living like this is great you know so so how do you go about it in the way in the sense of like making some money or staying afloat you know i'm sure you're, i think when we spoke you said you know your friends are really good you, you've you stayed at a few friends houses um you stayed at your parents house you know i'm guessing if you go out for coffee or something you know the other person pays sometimes how do you go about it you know yeah in the beginning so
0: Like I, so I had my job with Deloitte Consulting, which was a great job. And then I did that for a year and three months. Then I was at the tech startup for a year and nine months. So I worked professionally for three years before jumping into this full time. And I was always like really tight with my money. So I had savings to begin with. And when I took it full time, I was like, okay, these savings are your budget to get this thing off the ground. And Mm -hmm. It was like a really easy goal in my mind because the goal was just don't run out of money. And I came very close to that a couple of times. But I was able to stretch my money further through, like you said, staying with friends. I crashed with a friend in Los Angeles for a year and three months. I had my own bedroom in a really nice place with him. So super thankful for his generosity. And then I stayed with another friend in Hoboken, New Jersey for nine months. Same situation, had my own room. Like he and his wife were just really gracious to host me. And then in, in between times, I've come back and stayed with my parents. Um, so that has allowed me to stretch my money further. But on the flip side of that, the way I started bringing money in was through the like leveraging the audience that I had on Instagram. Uh, in March of 2017, I had my first partnership, which was with a pharmacy called Fishtown Pharmacy in Philadelphia. Uh, And the guy just gave me like a few hundred dollars to tag them in every post for the month. And at the end of my captions, I would put presented this month by Fishtown pharmacy. And because I started writing writing that that, an urgent care center reached out to me and asked about my partnerships and then they wanted to sponsor me. And then my dentist, who was a guy that I'd met through my project saw that they were sponsoring me. And he was like, why didn't you ask me? I wanted to sponsor you. So kind of just in the same way that me meeting people started to build momentum me having partnerships started to build momentum. Uh, Then I went out to LA. I had a t-shirt partner. I came back to Philly. I had everything from a photographer to a wedding band to a dog walking company. Um, And as my project started to get a little bit bigger press, like three summers ago, I did a phone interview with Ryan Seacrest for his radio show. I then took that audio and I sent that to the head of partnerships at WeWork that got his attention got passed down to other people in his team they reached out to me we did a a trial partnership together which then led into a nine-month partnership so that like I have savings now and the main reason I have savings now is because of that partnership with WeWork which ran from June until March and they were paying me to meet people at their locations one day out of every week and I would showcase their space through my Instagram stories and also just tag them in the posts and be like, hey, this post is presented by WeWork. Follow along with their account if you'd like to support my project. Yeah. I mean uh, that yeah that's a smart move. Yeah. Continue. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, no. So that was up until March and then um I did a partnership like right at the start of the pandemic with an app called Friended, which is like a way for people to meet each other online uh through an app and then Currently, I have a partnership with a, a video platform called TinCan. So, rather than using Zoom for my calls, I'm using TinCan, and it's different than Zoom. It's more like the way it is supposed to be used is uh, paid uh, video chats between followers and the experts, like they follow. So, like think someone who is a videographer and like someone who's DMing them on Instagram, trying to get their time to learn from them for an hour. They can go onto this platform and book a time with that person at a predetermined rate uh, to kind of gain that knowledge. So I have a partnership like that now. And I've also started a Patreon page um, in the last few months. And I think I have like 35 patrons now. now. Um, So that is slowly but surely growing as well, which is really nice to have that kind of as another stream of something coming in
1: yeah i mean i think also another big thing that you know i don't know if you do is is trying to live on a not like a budget kind of you know not not being crazy spending and not being a crazy spender and stuff like that and i think you know i suggest the book um i'll teach you to be rich Mm -hmm. it kind of talks about like how anyone could you know whatever salary they really make um can be can like live a well like live a good life right you just have to make the, the right decisions um and i think you know another thing on the side note i think you know you will be much better off than getting a job you know i think what you're doing right now is going to help you for the rest of your life it's going to give you such a big perspective on your life um and i don't expect you know any of my listeners to go and go and do this because i think this is a really you know unique project in its own maybe you can people can do in a little like a little like a mini version i guess Mm -hmm. but what people i think should take from this is that if you have a project, if you have a side project and I and I do this as well with this podcast, just do it, you know? It's 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 and I think that's, you know, the mentality that you had let, let me just try it out and see where you are 5 years, you know, 5 years uh, um later, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh so I think that's such a great message um to, to put forth. Uh now so what are some what are some problems that you faced? Right? I don't I I I'm, I'm guessing, you know, maybe it's financial but what, what are some problems that you face? Are there any situations that you've been in that it's, it was really, you know, difficult? Um, you know, what, what, what kind of things have you faced? Yeah, I think like so first off, I think
0: I have a very laid back approach to life. But at the same yeah. time, I'm very driven and I trust myself. So mm-hmm. it, sometimes I feel like I if other people have gone through my path that they would have had like, more problems to discuss, but I think I just let a lot of stuff, like, I brush it off the shoulder type thing, Um, but the times that have been most stressful is, like, I had uh, a couple of summers ago, I had, like, $500 to my name, and really no promise of income coming in, Um, but in that time, I got really ambitious about reaching out to partners, and I landed a partnership with this app called Shaper which is essentially like Tinder, but like LinkedIn. Yeah,
1: so, I, I know Shaper, it's an awesome app. I mean, it's not as, it's not as widespread, but it's, it's a very small idea. Right,
0: so I was using their app to source my meetings, um, and they just gave me their marketing budget for a month when it came to social media, and that was really helpful. But then, like, another time, right before my WeWork partnership kicked in, the difference between my bank account and my credit card statement was $200. So, like, I remember at that time I wanted to get a... A new pair of sperries but i was like i don't think i should do this right now because i don't know if i'll have the money to pay off my bank account because you never know like when the partnership money is actually going to come in um <clears throat> so those were were stressful times i think the smaller problems are like again their inconveniences have been when i was at deloitte consulting yeah. people are like oh you're a consultant for deloitte like they just treat you a little bit differently. Like they know you're doing well for yourself. They know you're of a certain level of intelligence. And when you say you're doing a project to meet 10,000 people and like, they can't really put you in a box. So they don't know how to treat you. So sometimes it felt like, like I had friends, parents at church after church come up to me and be like, Oh, I saw that project you're working on. That's interesting. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm doing this and doing that. And so it felt like having to prove oh, yeah. myself a little bit more to people. Um, and that's fun. like I, I think that's actually one of the best parts of the journey is like going from people questioning my project to people from all around the world telling me how inspirational it was and reaching out to be part of it. Like being with the project from both of those times has been a really great gift for me to continue to trust myself and to build that confidence Um uh, but, yeah, and I think similarly, like, even at home, my parents question the path that I'm on. Uh, and I wouldn't say, it, like, they would probably breathe a sigh of relief if I told them today, like, I'm going to quit this and I'm going to go back to consulting. So it's just, like, I, I have really awesome parents, uh, but they what they want for me uh, and what they see as success is, like, a little bit more of a traditional, stable path. So that's been kind of an uphill battle to get them to, like, uh buy into the project if you will uh but that's constantly happening through like the different press pieces and partnerships um so those are uh, the problems have come more from that like more from the way that you have to kind of battle against people's perceptions of what you're doing you're like their perceptions of what success is and how you're approaching it yeah
1: no i mean I, and i think another thing to say is i'm you know going into side projects where you know, it's kind of taboo almost in, in people's opinion, like not going against the norm. is something that, you know, you have to do if you really want to achieve something. So I think you have to have the, the mentality that, you know, what you're doing, you have to focus on yourself. I think that's especially when I'm doing stuff as why well. I just focus on myself first. Because if you focus on what other people think, you're never going to be able to accomplish anything because you're always going to get people, not haters, but just say, like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Um, so I like that you brought that up. Um, so so yeah, I mean, you know what are what are some things that you want to say? I mean, I, I've been asking some some questions. I hope you know they were they were useful to the audience, and I yeah. hope you took something from it as well. What what do you want to add? um You know, this is your project. What do you want people to know? Uh,
0: I think it just in the, in the sense of people are are listening, like one, if they are trying to go down entrepreneurial paths of their own, the best thing that they can do is to start. Um, Like there's, there's, I think people want to wait for the right moment to do things and they want to wait until they feel like they've figured everything out. But doing this project, I've probably knew 15% of how to do this when I actually started, probably less than that. Uh, There's so much that you're not even going to know that you have to figure out until you start going down the journey. Um, So that's a big thing. And then I think kind of like circling back to what we were talking about, the journey rather than the destination I think one of the reasons that I've been able to get this far is because I've been able to look at things on a daily basis rather than like a a grand scheme of things. So for me, I'm like, okay, if I meet four people every day, then I'm good. So if I meet four people in the day, I can check that day off as success towards the project. Or even if I meet three, you know, if I'm progressing towards that number, I can check that off as success uh, because it's like, the everyday repeated actions that over time lead to success. And it kind of reminds me of the gym. Like, I know you were working out. So, you know, it's like, you don't really think about, Oh, what am I going to look like a year from now? You think about like, I'm going to do these three or four exercises today. And then on Tuesday, I'm going to do these ones and on the- I'm going to continue to do them. And so it's like, you buy into the actual actions instead of the emotions of the, of the, Journey and like if you check off those actions consistently, eventually you're going to be able to
1: celebrate them. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree, and I think that's something that everyone should take into account when they're starting something new. It's you know that's that's when people that's why people give up, and that's you know one of the reasons I'm doing Wego, um and kind of also talking to people like you that you know it, it's all about the journey. It's all about day by day and kind of look sitting. I, I'm really interested. I don't know who said this, but I listened to a lot of podcasts. They said take five to 10 minutes a day and sit in your room or sit in a quiet place and just reflect on what you've done in the day. Cause a lot of times mm-hmm. we think to ourselves that we haven't accomplished anything, but then we find out that we've accomplished all these amazing, you know, feats. Um, so I, I think, I think that's such an important thing to uh, include in this podcast. Now I also would like to end, um, end the podcast or kind of end the podcast. If you have any questions for me um, sometimes people don't, sometimes people do. Uh, if you do, great. If not, it's not a big deal.
0: Sure. What I'm curious because we're catching up. I think the last time we spoke was what, like three months ago? Yeah, maybe two. So, what's new on your end? How's everything going? Yeah,
1: I mean, I've been really focusing on, um, you know, this. When I what, it's kind of like it kind of goes if if people respond and if I find interesting people to, 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 to talk to, like, for example, you obviously have a busy schedule. So to get you in it, you know, it was a little bit difficult, but you know, now I'll post this, I posted one last week and then I'm working on Regal, Um, you know, which is going well. Obviously I said before there's some development issues with like, there's like bugs in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going well. I mean, it's, it's, as I said, it, as you said as well, it's, it's all about the journey. And I think it's very, I don't know about you, I guess not maybe now, but in the beginning, did you ever, did you ever feel like giving up? I I, I don't know if I asked this. Like, did you ever feel like giving up, like stressed and like, it's not working. What am I, what should I do? And stuff like that.
0: I have felt doubt consistently throughout the project, but I've never thought of giving up to me. Doubt is like just a temporary, like thing that we go through. Uh, Like if it's not growing as you thought it would, or if it's, if you run into issues Um, so temporary doubt, but never have thought of quitting.
1: Yeah. So that, that, I mean, I'm the same way. I've never actually like thought about quitting, but I I definitely had doubts, but I think the biggest thing that I've tried to do is kind of say like, okay, you know, what are the, what's the opportunity costs? What am I benefiting from quitting? And I kind of say to myself, can I do this? Like, why, why am I, why should I quit? And then once I started to think about that, it doesn't really make sense. There's no necessarily, there's no, there's no clear reason why I can't do something to do, do go for example. Um, so I think that's, that's a good, that's a good point. Um, other than that, you know, it's definitely difficult to be in quarantine because I love to travel, um, like you know, mm-hmm. across, you know, different countries and stuff like that. And I haven't been able to do that for a while. Um, you know, I don't drive, so it's difficult, you know, I have to rely on other people. So uh-huh. it's been, it's been very mm-hmm. difficult at points, but I think it's also this has been a really great time to start side projects and to find your passion. Right. And I think I've, I've noticed that my passion is, you know, talking to people, learning about individuals and kind of helping individuals. So hopefully this podcast is in the right direction to something bigger. Um, but yeah, as a, as you said, I'm taking it day by day. So that's me. Yeah. Do you have any other questions? Uh, I, I'm i curious too. I, are you, graduated or did you do
0: you have one year No, so i
1: have graduated i graduated in may and so okay. like, right now looking for jobs and stuff like that uh it's obviously nice. a difficult job market but you just got to you know keep on pushing forward and and try your best but uh yeah and and another thing is you know you have to kind of i think this time period i don't know about you i know you you still live with your family so you kind of may feel the same way you you start to value family a lot more you start to value friends a lot more because there's not like other um, priorities, if, if that makes sense, right? You know, yeah, makes yeah. Sense. So it's 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 definitely. I think look, I think when we look back at this time period, we would will miss it in in some aspects. We will miss it um, because it's kind of, as a few people said, it's it's kind of like time has stopped, right? Every, because mm-hmm. everyone is in the same situation, right? Obviously, maybe some are worse and some are better, but similar situation. So. I think in, in history we'll look back at this time as somewhat um like a special, like like a like a love hate situation.
0: I agree with you. I think that's I I've felt that way as well. Like it's a time when people had the time to reflect. Um and like had people always be like, Oh, if I had the time, well now they had the time. So I, I think it will be yeah, something that we're all very excited to get past, but something down the road that we'll have had its it's parts that we would miss. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's, we're all going to feel that too, but I, I really appreciate you coming onto the podcast. Um, You know, I I definitely learned a lot more about your journey. Is there anything you want to add or, you know, about your journey that I may have missed? Uh,
0: No, I think that's it. I think I will just leave people with the notion that um, something that I try to do in my life and I think would be great for other people to do is to treat human connection as an experience rather than a transaction, yeah when we treat people just to experience and learn from them, then it it helps us connect with people more authentically, and that has served me really well in my life, so hopefully people feel a desire to do that a bit more as well
1: yeah no it's, i've definitely felt that so and that 's another big thing I'm, I try to push that even if you can impact one person a day or for you for for you you know a few few hundred or you know whatever you know the amount of people you see it you, you that people see your post today that that means so much so i think that's a great way to end it so thanks so much rob um i really appreciate you appreciated you appreciate you coming on sorry um you know you, your story is definitely uh inspirational and i can, you know hopefully once you hit like six thousand or whatever whatever number you're going to hit you know very soon we'll we'll reconnect on the podcast and, and kind of follow your journey but Where can just just give your Instagram a shout out because I I think people would want to you know look you up and and look at your journey.
0: Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on, Dan. And my uh, Instagram is Rob's Ten K Friends, so R O B S one zero K Friends, Uh, and that's where people can get in touch or they can read the stories. Uh, But yeah, I would be happy to to have them be part of the project. Yeah, of
1: course, of course. Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast down the road? I have thought about
0: doing it down the road. It's uh, not like it's because of the, the the time that it takes, I just see myself better suited uh, taking that time to meet new people. But it is something that I've thought of down the road. And so I think one of the things I really like about my project is it's a really strong foundation to do a lot of different things in the future, whether that's podcast, YouTube, regular TV, whatever. And We're, we're just kind of we're going to let that evolve as the journey goes and on.
1: I also suggest writing a book at the end of all this. I think, you know, learning from all these individuals that you've spoken to, I think you can write a very interesting book about, you know, stuff that you see with two individuals, right? You know, but like similarities or unique things and stuff like that. I think it's a definitely interesting story. So thanks so much again, Robin. We'll stay in touch and I'll let you know when I post this. All right. Sounds good, man. Have a Take great care. Weekend. Thanks. Bye.